tuning you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. All right. Well, welcome everybody to the LBX Daily Show once again. Oh, here we are. It's Thursday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, just for a fact, Thursday is actually my favorite day of the week. It's like, is it? it is because it's like the precursor almost to the weekend. Like people are like, you know, you know, the weekend's coming. There's this level of excitement that kind of comes up. Fun things happen Thursday nights. Do you know what I mean? But they're not totally yeah. over the top. Like, yeah, I think it's my favorite day. Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite day of the week. I was just trying to think about that. It's probably not Tuesday. I think Tuesday is probably my, maybe my least favorite day of the week. I don't know why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably have no actual you know, rational reason for that. But, uh, anyway, all right, well, I, we've got a number of things to talk about. And, uh, the first thing I wanted to share is this, uh, this, this new partnership between, Merlin Entertainment, the Lego Group, and Hasbro. So this is a pretty complex partnership. I'm sure there was a lot of work to put this thing together, but ultimately they've teamed up to create an entire new location-based entertainment experience based on the brand Peppa Pig. It's really focused for the preschool age. And so they have recently opened, or I think it's opening in Germany later this year, the new Peppa Pig theme park. And so that's opening in Germ- Germany. But Legoland Billund. Uh, I'm sorry, Legoland Billund. I'm probably not saying that correct because it's Danish, but um, the Legoland Billund in Denmark will introduce the world's first Peppa Pig themed Duplo area. And so, you know, you've got basically this is this partnership between Merlin because Merlin owns and operates Legolands, mm-hmm. Lego, who obviously owns the IP for everything Lego and Duplo and everything that's in Legoland, and then Hasbro, which owns the brand, the whole Peppa Pig brand. And so they've partnered basically with the Lego group. Uh, you know, Merlin has been partnering with the Lego group for la- the last 18 years to develop all the Legoland resorts, the Legoland discovery. And Merlin obviously is, is involved in a lot of other things like Sea Life and uh, you know, a bunch of other brands that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately this is the little teaser for Peppa Pig by Duplo. And so, you know, I just think it's, it's cool to see this type of multi-layered IP sharing and licensing deals coming together to create something really interesting and unique. You know, it's not just a Peppa Pig park, but it's like Peppa Pig meets Duplo. And then Merlin is there to operate, you know, operate everything. So, uh, you know, yeah. Yes. For families. You know, so I think we're going to start to see, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see Peppa Pig type experiences, Duplo experiences at all the little Legoland discovery centers and certainly at the other Legoland parks. You know, we talked a little bit about the Legoland space center, the galaxy, uh, the galaxy center that's going in. We talked about that yesterday. So I think we'll see more of this, uh, you know, cross licensing that we've already seen. So. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's like partnerships, partnerships, partnerships everywhere, right? Everywhere you look now, something new is popping up. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are getting ultimately like very, very creative. So. Yeah. All right. Well, do you know what else might be popping up? <laughs> this brace yourself because I like this is kind of mind boggling to me. But have you seen the rig? Have you seen the plans for the rig? Do you know what no, I haven't, which is, yeah. And, and I should have, you, you told me about it and I haven't even looked at it yet. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me give you a little background before I pop the pictures on screen because it's quite. <laughs> 
fantastic. But they're proposing the creation of this new amusement park with hotels on an oil rig. Of course, of course, race south is in Saudi Arabia. Of course it is, right? All right. This project is super unique, though, and it's poised to redefine the experience at sea. All right. Um, and the, the Saudis are doing this to kind of celebrate the rich legacy of the nation's oil and their heritage. And obviously they have this big plan to diversify their economy. And so they're trying to bring these new types of um, experiences in. Now, yeah, they're going to have a bunch of empty oil rigs pretty soon that they have to do something oh, with. So, yeah. Right, right. So uh, this, if this happens, this is going to be the first adventure tourism destination built on an offshore platform in the Arabian Gulf. And frankly, as uh, anywhere in the world, as far as I can tell, unless there's another amusement park on a rig somewhere, right? Now, it's going to span over 300,000 square meters, which converted, yes, I'm doing this now, is 74 acres. I don't know if anybody can grasp what 74 acres is, but that's really big. <laughs> Are there rigs that big? I, I didn't under I didn't think rigs were actually that that expansive. I thought they they tend to be smaller. Anyway, this one yeah. expansive. You will see. Now okay. it's situated about forty mm -hmm. kilometers from the coast now near. I'm not going to say this right. Al Jarad Al Jarad Island. It's going to feature three hotels. Okay, with eight hundred rooms. <laughs> like holy moly, eleven restaurants, a marina, helipads, extreme sports, and an adventure park. Now. Inside, there's going to be a full floor of activities. So there's going to be water activities, a diving center, an amusement park with all the fix-ins, a splash park, an esports center, and theater, and a area. Okay, so let me just pull up some pictures. Now, this is kind of the renderings of what it's going to be. So now, all of a sudden, this 300,000 square meter. <clears throat> It makes sense, right? It's massive. So this is kind of an overhead view. This is, I thought this was pretty with all the lights lit up. It could be really neat, actually, kind of interesting, right? Uh, you can see some of the roller coasters and stuff. Oh, this is a picture of what one of the rooms potentially could look like. Yeah, appropriately themed as if you're in like some uh -huh. sea ship or whatever with the oil pipes and stuff running everywhere. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, and then this is kind of their uh, dining area, which this could actually be so super cool if you could actually get the marine life actually floating around. And I thought it was super cool that they're using a, a drill bit kind of in the center of the bar there. As yeah, know. so so just to clarify, this is underwater, right? I mean, this yeah, this dining area is actually underwater. This is not just like an aquarium around the windows. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. you know what? I I I'm not sure. Okay. My assumption yeah. is, is underwater. I would think that would be what they would do and they wouldn't build an aquarium above it. Yeah, yeah. Considering where they're situated. Anyway, those are just a few of the pictures. Now, what they're expecting is that people will be able to access this from fast ferries, helicopters, private yachts, and seaplanes. Okay. Like, I just, <laughs> I want you to grasp this number. They so, are so, I can, so I can take my private yacht out there then. You there, you're saying. Yacht, I can, I can sail it out there? Okay, all right, good. And park, yeah. you know, and come yeah. and, yeah, all of glitzy and glammy style, <clears> right? Now, they're expecting to see 900,000 visitors a year. Okay, 900,000 visitors a year to this place. And um, I should mention, actually, that this rig consists of decommissioned and newly built platforms. So they're going to take some existing oil rigs that exist and some new platforms and kind of put it together into this new platform. Right? Okay. Got it. So right. hold on. And, sorry, yeah. sorry I, I keep interrupting you, but like the, yeah. I just want to, I just want to get the numbers. Are yes. there 900,000 people who have super yachts that can go out there or like their own seaplanes? And so like, oh. are they going to have a shuttle service flying from somewhere from one place yes. to the next? Yes, have services. they'll have fast ferries and services and different ways for you to kind of come and go. Right. Like the plane. Okay like fantasy island kind of thing yeah, yeah, but yeah. Okay, here's, okay. Here's, here's the part i'm cannot wrap my head around 
I think it is so damn hard to attract half a million people to your facility on a regular basis. To attract 900,000 people to a 40-kilometer off-site location? How? How on God's good earth? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Now, if they mean individual visitors or visits, maybe, because like if I'm, if I'm on a three night hotel stay or something and I go to the rig three days in a row, like, does that count as three visits? Because I don't know how they absolutely expect to get a million. I've gone through a number of Dubai's and Abu Dhabi's and the UAE's uh, parks and they're empty. Like maybe they're busier now, but like four years ago, the last time I was there, Every single one of them had like seven families in 300,000 square feet. So I don't know how they're absolutely, how they're expecting to get 900,000 visitors there. Well, and that was the thing. I I was searching the the size of their, um, uh, the population there. And it's quite large. I don't, I don't, didn't write the numbers down, but they have a large population to draw from. But then I was trying to look, I'm like, well, how much money do people make there? (laughs) You know, and the average income in that area was a hundred thousand dollars, which was surprising. So I'm not sure if I have that right. But yeah, I, well, because a lot, a lot of the issue like for them, it's it's hospitality work and there's knowledge work as well. I mean, they're really trying to boost their knowledge economy also, but a lot of the workers are hospitality workers. And so, you know, they're not going to be your high income earners that probably have the expendable income to not just go and stay there, but also fly there. Like you have to, um, you know, you have to transport there. You can't just drive your personal vehicle yeah, up to the entrance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's I mean, an expensive that- trip this is all part of their actual, the Saudi 2030 vision. And I think that, you know, we should probably take some time to break that down to understand what their plans are. And so if they have tons of different attractions that they're building to drive this new tourist market, you know, to attractions and entertainment, maybe, maybe they can attract yeah. the people. I don't know. Yeah, That's- maybe it's uh but it's super cool. I mean, I think it's uh, what, what I do love about it is that it's crazy audacious and that they're like they're pushing boundaries that nobody else is and like i appreciate that i think that's what we need more of in the attractions industry frankly and so great to see this them really pushes i think they may be overestimating their numbers in order to justify the investment like, like they probably that's probably what the numbers they have to get and so they're like sure we'll get nine hundred thousand, you know guests of course we will uh we'll build it they'll come but you know we know that's not true we know we played that i I've played that game before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Well, that just kind of, it's neat though. It's neat to see people innovating that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So we were tagged earlier today or yesterday by Ballast VR. And so uh, they recently installed or completed their latest installation of their diver technology at Inmersa in Menizales, Colombia. And so pull this thing up here. Let's take a look at this because, you know, I'm just, Heard of Ballast, never really done a deep dive into it. Basically, what they are is they're VR for water parks. Like that's what they talk about. And the reason, okay, well, our audience is in water parks, but what's cool about actually their second product, and this is their diver product, their first product was actually uh, called VR Slide. And so you actually wear VR as you're going down a water slide in an inner tube. So that's pretty cool. Um, but they have a new product. Well, not new, new, they have a relatively new product called Diver. And it's basically a snorkel attached to a waterproof VR headset. And so these guys, first of all, Ballast was founded in 2017 in San Francisco by two co-founders, Stephen uh, Stephen Greenwood and Atlas Rufus. And they basically wanted to create unforgettable aquatic experiences for water parks and resorts. And so I've got a little video here that I wanted to show about what the actual experience is like. And so 
go ahead and share this because, you know, we can look at some pictures here, but, you know, ultimately, you know, want to see how this whole thing works. So let's just go ahead and share this right now. Right on. So what I like about like, first of all, what I loved was everybody's face as they were taking it off was like, oh, this is awesome. Like it was all just like they had, it was clearly a pretty cool experience. And I also love that they tether you. And my favorite one there was the space diver. Like, I think that'd be super cool. You're already in this like lightweight thing, but uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the whole so, diver concept? Okay. So yeah. So as I understand, it looks like there was like, it's like a rock that you're attached to on the bottom. Cause I'm wondering like, how do you not hit people in this pool? for starters. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. And then yep. the other thing, I think it looks so cool and awesome. I want to try it. What I'm curious about is, you know, when I'm doing VR, I get so sick. Like I just get so nauseated no matter what I do. I wonder if wearing those and being in the water and being buoyant like that would change the way I feel about VR, if the experience would be better and I wouldn't feel so nauseous all the time. So I'm curious about that impact. Yeah, totally. Totally. I I wonder as well, because yeah, you're, you're now like a little bit of free motion and yeah. you're being able to move around a little bit. And it's, it's, yeah, the inner ear thing isn't as, as yeah. awkward because you're not like standing on like solid ground and, but everything else is spinning around you. This is like, you're floating and feel the only thing. So, so I, I want to play one other video because they actually then in two in 2023. So just last year, they released their, their next phase of diver, which is called diver play where you can actually be part of the action. You can move your head and your body to win points and you're actually like playing games. So the other one, the, the first diver was like more exploratory. You're kind of moving around in these, in these five different experiences, but this, this one is actually now playing an interactive game while wearing the headset. So let's take a look at this one. Okay. Unbelievable, he said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so you get the idea, right? I mean, you oh, basically yeah. are um, you know, moving around. But the, the thing that gets me, though, is this one is like one of those where, okay, the, the VR experiences that, that really frustrate me, I think, are the ones where there's a lot of movement happening. And I'm just barely shifting, right? Like this yeah. is the thing that I, this is like the thing that for dark rides really get me. And I'm not talking like really nice Sally, like kind of Sally, like, like, you know, your 40th year, you drop into an FEC, like those, you have lots of stuff going on and like you're going down this hill and your chair is like bumping like this. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't work as well as what you're seeing. It doesn't go into as much movement. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I, I think this is a pretty cool next step for them. Okay. 
So like every summer, my favorite thing to do is like go swimming. My grandparents would take us away and we'd be doing the diving under the water. Like it entertained us for hours. This just looks so cool. Imagine giving this to your kid or being in an all-inclusive. This is where I think it would be perfect. Your kids go play, you know, yeah. they, they could potentially spend hours doing this and just have such a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is, you know, could be a pretty cool, like if you've got a splash pad pool area or anything that you could add in, like what a great addition to enhance your, your, you know, you've just got an empty pool sitting there and wait, great way to enhance that. Oh, yeah. Leisure centers, you know, with the wave pool and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right on. Oh, that would be cool with the waves going. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And so like the last thing they've just recently launched is Diver Plus. Okay. They partnered with Subsea Systems and they did a custom development for haptic feedback. And basically what this oh, thing no. does is it actually like you hold these handles and this thing blows. There's another video we're not going to watch, but that's basically this thing like pumps air, uh, air bubbles at you and kind of vibrates and stuff and moves a little bit to provide you haptic feedback as you're actually going through those experiences as well. Oh, and so you know, a lot of the same experience, but now this is just an enhanced experience to provide a, you know, more immersive environment yeah, they launch fish into your face and stuff like that too i, I wish oh man that would be amazing they absolutely should launch fish, in your like a fish slamming down your body or like an eel wrapping around your stomach or something that would be so creepy but yeah neat oh wow that is a very cool system i want to check it out we vacation yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we got to find where they're uh, i mean let's go down to columbia that's where the latest in mercy uh, and Mersa, and I love the name too, Immersa, right? So Mare is, you know, for, well, Mar is sea and ocean. And so like, they've done a nice play on words with the name of the that venue, but yeah, well um, all right. Well, we're going to cut it short because we actually have a really big discussion around Dave and Buster's new store of the future that's opening, but looking at the time, I know we're going to get into it and it's going to go super long. So what we're going to do is we're going to save our Dave and Buster's conversation for tomorrow. And instead remind everybody to go to the YouTube channel, go to your podcast platform and watch the reveal. We just launched this morning. It covers time mission. Peter Martins walks us through it. And it's a, uh, it's a great overview of one of my favorite attractions currently. So definitely hop on and check that out. Awesome. Love it. All right. Tomorrow's discussion. I know it's going to be, it's going to be a good one actually. So, all right, everybody, as always, this is CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Oh, 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 oh,